Hello, hello. Welcome to Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy. I am the host of this daily podcast. Uh, blah, 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 etc, etc. You already know how this intro goes. I've done it a million times. Right, this is episode 61. I am back at the sink washing dishes. The clock on the wall says it's 3.48. So by four at the latest, I'll be done with the dishes and I'll be done recording this episode. It's been 60 episodes of this podcast. Yesterday's episode was a very quiet one because instead of going out, I spent the evening in and had a really good time. And I was feeling very grateful that I'd come this far with what I'm doing. So I thought I'd just say thank you. I also didn't want to wake up anyone else because I recorded that at about half eleven. Ah, where, where, where to start? Where to start? So, I've been doing this for 60 days. That's roughly two months. In two months' time, I am turning 29. The 24th of July, it's currently the 24th of May. And I feel as though I am treading water where I should be going full steam ahead. I have this habit. In my mind, I've been interviewed by Zane Lowe like a million times. I wonder if anyone else that creates stuff does that as well. Similar to, you know, when you watch an award show, imagining you've won every award and you're giving your speech. But when I am meant to be doing something, I have a bad habit of procrastinating by getting intoxicated by what I imagine the response will be after I've done the thing and it's received massive critical acclaim or whatever. Instead of focusing my energy on actually achieving the thing in front of me. Case in point, I've been meaning to wash these dishes for like an hour and a half now. But I've been, wa- I've been pacing back and forth having those imaginary interviews and just going over all sorts of random things in my mind. So that was part of the reason why I started this podcast. So I'd, be, I'd stop doing that in my head and going around in circles and have somewhere to actually put it out there. So I mentioned how I feel like I'm treading water and I should be going full steam ahead. And I thought the best way to correct my course would be to go back to the start. I am turning 29, which means I'm currently 28, for those of you that love maths as much as I do. From the age of 18 to about 28, I call those years my nothing years. You could probably go back a bit further than that, probably to like 16. The point of that title being, during those years I had nothing to show for what I did, except for a whole ton of songs that I really love, but that no one else has ever heard. Except for maybe one EP I recorded in 2014 that I put online. But I think I can still stand by my statement that I made a bunch of music that no one has ever heard. For various reasons, primarily because I got into the mindset that I can't share anything until it sounds perfect. But when you get in that mindset and it's just you working on it, it's very easy to keep moving the goalposts. So perfect keeps changing and essentially becomes something you can never achieve. When you don't when you don't want to do something, you'll be amazed at how resourceful you are at coming up with a million reasons why you couldn't quite achieve it. Whether it's big lofty goals like getting somewhere in music or even something like a small chore like washing the dishes that you could have done hours ago, you'll find yourself coming up with all sorts of reasons why you can't do it right now because X, Y, and Z even though all of those reasons are nonsense. So, perhaps the most fundamental reason for starting this podcast 
is that I didn't want to have any more nothing days because nothing years are born of nothing days. Days where you say you'll do something and then you blink and the day's over and you say, never mind, I'll do it tomorrow. Copy and repeat. Copy and paste, lather, rinse, repeat. And before you know it, it's been 10 years or so. Things have changed in that time. I went to university. I was at university, the University of Huddersfield, for three years. I probably went to classes for all of three months in that time. And that was probably all in the first year. I went for the first year, started off enthusiastic, missed a lesson and realised no one really cares if you miss a lecture. And most of the lectures are just PowerPoint presentations anyway. This is great. And then my attendance just rapidly declined beyond that. Second year, I was repeating just two modules for my first year. And I thought that would be the easiest year ever. And they had studios there, so I tried to spend as much time as I could in the studios making my music, but I was still too nervous to share it. And I still wasn't competent enough to achieve that imaginary perfect I had in my mind. So I just ended up getting frustrated and doing it less and less which will become a recurring theme. So, first year I hardly went to any lectures and just about failed to the point where I had to repeat two modules, which meant my second year was just, instead of doing six modules, it was just those two, which meant I had a lot more free time, which meant I went to far fewer lectures, but I just about passed those two modules. And so my third year in that university was actually doing year two of the course. And again, my attendance just completely disappeared. And then I just left. I didn't really drop out in the write a letter saying I'm leaving or officially quit. I just stopped turning up. After that, moved in with my brother and worked a very low-level retail job. I was selling DVDs and CDs. And I was there for maybe five, six years. It got to a point where I, went, I got to go on a work trip to America. And that, for me, was the breaking point. That was when I realised... Before that trip, I thought, maybe I should just quit everything else and just double down on this. I, I have a knack for being subservient, so maybe I should just ride this train and see where it leads. But after that trip, I decided, no, this, uh, this conclusively isn't for me. I'm running short of words here. This conclusively isn't for me, so I need to get out. So I got out, and I think that's when I... S- no, I didn't start going to open mics then. I went into a complete panic because I thought, I can't do anything now. Because now I have nothing to show for what I, for who I am. I'm just the complete bottom of the ladder. So I ended up getting another retail, another retail job. And this one was even worse than the first one. The first one was just around the corner from where I lived. This one was now a commute. And the hours felt that much longer. And the pay was worse. And then while my entire family went away for a trip, I quit that job. And the only way I know how to quit, I just stopped showing up. And it was shortly after that that I discovered the open mics, kind of kept going back, became close with Romeo, ended up helping to run the open mics. And I again found myself in a position where I'm having more nothing days. And that was probably the impetus for the podcast. Because at least, no matter what, each day at least I'll record an episode. When, you have, when I have these nothing days, I really retreat and become a recluse. It got to the point where my parents had ended up driving across the country to my university because I stopped answering phone calls and they were worried about me. And I, of course, was physically I was fine, but what I was doing was not okay. They only found out how bad my attendance, etc., was when they received letters in the mail. 
So this podcast means I have to do something each day. I can't have any more nothing days. And it also means I'll never completely fall out of contact. Whereas in the past, I would, wouldn't talk to anyone. I've got friends from secondary school, friends from university I haven't spoken to in years. Of my own accord, because I became that massive recluse and just completely retreated. Now, even though I might not be talking to people directly, I'm at least putting where I'm at and how I'm doing out there. In fact, my dad and I think my mum too are going through the episodes. So if nothing else, they'll never have to make a phone call and see, or make a drive all the way to where I am to see what's going on. There'll be some sort of record of how I'm doing. Coupled with that, because I've been recording so much music that I've never shared with anyone. Each episode I put some original music up so that I'm at least getting used to the idea of sharing what I do, even though it's imperfect. Instead of seizing up with fear that I can only share what's absolutely perfect, but I can never define what perfect is, instead I'll just share the rough idea. I'll just share something, just to get used to sharing and to also encourage me to work on what I'm doing Because I'll share, I'll become less fearful of sharing, and then I'll want to share something better. So I'll actually start working on my ideas to take them from rough sketches to finished, to something finished. Something that resembles finished. And then in wanting to actually play live, I thought, well, I can't just keep to myself and expect the world to suddenly discover me and then start playing shows, etc. I need to get out there and start meeting the people who do put on shows, who do play shows, so that I can ingratiate myself into that circle and then become part of it. And in doing that, I encountered interesting people and thought, well, why don't I include them in the podcast as well? Hence my attempt to sometimes to go to shows off and talk to the people involved with the shows. And recently I've become really interested in learning the history of the venues, because I think venues and artists are very much taken for granted at this level when they actually have some really interesting stories to share. And at this level, they might not really have the avenue to share those stories. So it became a real win-win-win situation. But I find myself in a spot that feels similar to my nothing years. I'm not quite doing nothing. This feels like I'm in danger of nothing 2.0. Starting the podcast was, if it felt like a, a weird birth, where you have to escape a somewhat comfortable environment, venture out into something scary, and then just keep going. Because I first brought up the idea of doing something with music to some of my filmmaking friends. And at first I was thinking of doing something filmed, and they could help me to film it. But they weren't too sure on the, pro- the idea I was going for. At the time, I was talking about filming for artists in their rehearsal spaces or at live venues, talking about their equipment and their history and their history of the artists and history of the venues, etc., looking for sponsorship and so on and so forth, which I still would like to do. But that idea involves bringing a lot of people on board, and I wasn't articulate enough to sell them on the idea I was pursuing. So they were naturally doubtful. One of them said that... Uh, even if you want to make something 20 minutes, you often have to film for about an hour just to get it down to that 20 minutes. And so I imagine what I was suggesting sounded more like a burden than a foundation upon which we could build. Then I mentioned the idea of a podcast to Romeo, and he mentioned how he too had an idea for a podcast about how to be successful in music. 
He would use his contacts that he's accrued during his time in the music industry and talk to them about what their idea of success is and how to achieve it. But he wasn't, didn't have much time to be the person to have those interviews. So he asked whether I'd be interested in doing it. It's four o'clock, but I'm on a roll, so ten past four, we'll say. I don't want this to be a too long of an episode. So he suggested that I be the host of his idea of a podcast. And I said, yeah, that sounds cool. He said he'd have to get some ducks in a row in order to do it. But he also said, and I don't mean this as any shade towards Romeo, but it's just something that I noticed and kind of stuck with me. He said, maybe it's best to wait until his thing is up and running before I do my thing. Because then I'd have more credence, more of a reputation behind me and more doors would be open to me to talk to people. And he had a point. But again, similar to my filmmaking friends, it felt like I was being met with more roadblocks, more reasons to wait. Valid as they may have been, I had done a lot of waiting. Like I said, my nothing years were pretty much waiting. And I was very keen to escape that cycle. So that's why this podcast started, episode one, much like today, washing dishes. It was rough as hell, as we all remember, I was coughing and sneezing the whole way, but it was a start, it was my start, I was in control. Talking to my dad on the way home from one of the open mics, because when it's about 11 o'clock on a Sunday, he's the only person I can think might be awake, I don't know. But talking to him, we were talking about growth and learning from past experiences and not falling into old cycles. And I was saying how when I quit my jobs in retail, I felt completely adrift. Even though those jobs weren't what I ultimately wanted to do, they were all I knew. And I didn't feel much encouragement to pursue what I really wanted to do. So I felt I wasn't even at ground zero, I was less than zero. So I was scared to do it, I was petrified into paralysis. And if you want to pursue something in the creative industries without having the context, without having the contacts, Thought of the weird word there. Without having the contacts, essentially feeling like you are an island, you have to have all the more gumption and enthusiasm. You have to be your own biggest cheerleader before anyone else is going to join you. And I wasn't my own biggest cheerleader. So I was frozen and then just took whatever branch was offered to me, however lowly it might be. And I was saying to him, if nothing else, at least now I have something that is entirely my own. So even if tomorrow I couldn't do any more open mics, which is really the only other thing I'm doing in that traditional sense like I was, in any job I had, I think that's the word I'm trying to say. If I, wasn't, if I didn't have that job anymore, I wouldn't feel like I'm back to less than zero because at least I'm pursuing something that is my own. So no matter what, no one, knock on wood, in, theoretically speaking, no one can take this away from me. All I need is a microphone, and an internet connection. I can do this from wherever. So a certain confidence has been built. A confidence that I want to bring into the music that I make. But as I said at the start, I'm still treading water where I need to be going full speed ahead. There is a DJ named Colin Francis who works with Ministry of Sound. I met him while working my first retail job. He had a CD coming out. He was buying it. It was his first CD. He was buying it with his daughter. And she said, my dad made this. And I said, oh, cool. And then he showed me his driver's license. Like, no, seriously, I made this. And I was like, that's amazing. Someone from my ends has actually gone and really achieved something out in the wide world. And I'm seeing it firsthand. I mean, I know 
textbook or whatever that people from where I'm from have gone on to achieve success. But to actually see someone right here in front of me who has achieved that success and to see the pride. He was, he was beaming. He was walking on clouds when I saw him and every time I've seen him since. Speaking of, I saw him in January this year, I think before I started this podcast. He took me out to lunch because he had another CD coming out and he said, it's not the same. The first one I bought, you were the one that sold it to me and it feels weird not seeing you there. So I thought I'd call and say, hey, he took me out to lunch at Nando's. Probably the best lunch I've ever had, ever, ever, ever. I was so amazed that he reached out to me because I, I'm a nobody in the grand scheme of things. And this guy is released, I, I think maybe he's sixth CD, maybe fifth CD is coming out tomorrow. He's doing things. He's out there and he has ambition. He has drive. And he reached out to me to see how I was doing. And I was completely bowled over. So we had that lunch. And I told him about my ideas of wanting to do that video series, etc. And he said, let me help wherever I can, whatever you need. And he never explicitly said he'd foot the bill. But that was what I was reading between the lines. And I was even more bowled over than I was. Just I was amazed just to receive an invitation to have lunch with him. For him to say that to me, I was in the nth dimension. But that rapidly disappeared. Not his support, my enthusiasm. Because now I thought, oh, rats, now I actually have to do something. Now I'm on the spot. What if I can't, again, those thoughts of, I can't until it's perfect. What if I can't achieve perfect? We had lunch sometime in January. I haven't got in touch with him since. I told him, he said, send me a list of the things you need. I'll help you get them and then we'll take it from there. And I never got back in touch with him. I have since started since I'm here right now in episode 61 but it's that notion it's that idea of okay you've beaten this boss it's now time to take on the next level of the video game and instead of rolling up my sleeves and starting the next level of the game I'm switching off the game's console and saying I don't want to and that is an instinct I think I'll perpetually have to fight I am talking to interesting people I'm posting the episodes up I should be doing more to build what I'm doing. I'm very grateful to anyone I've spoken to who has of their own accord said on social media in some way, hey, I spoke to this guy for his podcast, you should check it out. Thank you very much for doing that. I think most recently, worst place to that on their social media, I should be doing that. I should be shouting it from the rooftops. But anyone that follows me on either Instagram or Twitter, those are the main avenues I have. I'm falling way behind in doing that. Not only that, the open mics I do, I try to take pictures and videos of each performer to some degree. My phone has no memory now because I've got so many pictures and videos hoarded that I haven't posted. The only excuse I have there is that sometimes, by the way, I've noticed because I spent a lot of time alone, particularly in those nothing years, when I'm in an environment where I'm with people I like or something's happening that I like, I'm like a puppy with its tail wagging on fast forward. I start getting louder and speaking faster and I am trying to measure that and temper that so that I am still understandable. So if I start speeding up and you hear me actively slowing down, that's why. Don't know why I felt the need to say that, but there it is. So where was I? Yes, some people that I've spoken to have said, hey, we spoke to this person, you should check it out. I should be doing that. My phone is filled up with videos and pictures from lots of performers at open mics that I haven't yet shared. The only real reason I haven't is because the times I do, I often have issues with Instagram or Twitter trying to load the picture or the video because it's from so far back or it taking up space. It just becomes a tiny little bit more hassle than I would like. And that alone was enough for me to be 
like, eh, I'll get around to it, I'll keep pushing it back, pushing it back, which of course is similar to my behavior, my mindset during the nothing years. And this whole podcast is about is supposed to be about me never having another nothing day. But that doesn't just mean posting a podcast and that's it. I need this is supposed to be the skeleton from which the rest of the body that's a weird metaphor. The foundation upon which the rest of the building is built. I was gonna say the skeleton from which the rest of the body is grown, but that's not how biology works. This is supposed to be just the foundation. I'm supposed to build upon it. I'm not building upon it. I should be. I should be emailing everyone I talk to saying thank you very much and maybe scheduling the next time we'll talk, even if it's in a couple of months' time. I should be screaming from the highest heavens every time I talk to someone on Twitter and Instagram. Stories, posts, whatever. I should be screaming from the high heavens every time I record someone that performs at an open mic. I should be using these tools to build something, but instead they're gathering dust because that is a habit that I'll forever have to break. This, <clears throat> oh easy, easy, that's the only cough you're going to get from me this episode, still being wary of the time, I think we're at 20 minutes now. This podcast, as well as it being a chance to meet interesting people and help to share their stories, there's a line from a movie I really like called Dig. D-I-G, about two bands, the Brian Jonestown Massacre and the Dandy Warhol, and a director, Andy Timon, I think that's her name, forgive me if I said that wrong, Andy, Oni, Omni, I'm not, I can't quite remember, Timon is definitely her surname, I'll put the notes in the, I'll put the actual name in the notes, I'm at my sink, so I Google, oh, I'm getting sidetracked, there's going to be another 50 minute episode of just me talking, there's a line in that movie, Dig, where... Anton Newcomb from the band The Brian Jonestown Massacre says to Andy, I think it's, I'm going to go with Andy, says to the camera, we're going to show you how to take over the world. Maybe the music world, or just the world in general. And the person says, how? And he says, on your movie. Blue sky thinking, lofty ambitions, etc. God complex, narcissistic, whatever. I'd love to do that with this podcast to show how a rise and rise can happen. But that's me getting intoxicated on the grand ideas and not focusing on the here and now. What I can do with my left, my next step, with my left footstep and my right footstep. Instead of looking five miles ahead and imagining I'm there, I need to look at where I am now and focus on what I can physically, feasibly do. Where was I going with this? So what I would like this podcast, this podcast is like a rehab for me in a certain way. Not to diminish or take away from or anything what actual rehab is to people with chemical addictions. But as you might have noticed over the course of just this episode, I have a, a self-sabotaging knack for procrastination, for hiding away from avoiding progress. And this podcast is supposed to be my medicine to get past that because now I have this third-party account. You'll remember a few episodes back when I'd been away for a couple of days, my dad called, sent me a message saying, hey, it's been three days since your last episode, where are you? And I need to be that voice for myself. Not just it's been a, you need to do today's episode, but also you need to build upon what you've got already. So I need to be getting in touch with the people I've spoken to. I need to be actively looking for who else I could speak to. 
I need to be putting myself out there. I make music as loads of Japanese bands. That needs to be a sentence that is so quick off my tongue that I say it before I even realise I've said it. The podcast is great, but the music is... They both feed each other. They're both seeds of something hopefully greater. But I need to... As my mum would say, she's big on this phrase. I think you speak your actions... Clearly, I pay a lot of attention. Sorry, mum. But what you put in words, what you speak, becomes how you act. So you need to speak... Speak the truth, that's not the phrase. I'm really going off the rails here, and this episode is getting longer and longer. Essentially, it was because of the milestone that's been reached. It's been 60, roughly 60 days since I started. It's 60 days, roughly, until my birthday. So at this halfway point, I thought I would try and take stock of what, why I've achieved what I have, what I have achieved, and what I intend to do going forward so that I can actively work towards it. Most recently, I, I mentioned... Or most, most recently, a few episodes ago, I talked about how the band The Sea Monsters were in a competition with Pirate Studios, Prodigy Studios, Pirate Prodigy. Names aren't really on my forefront right now. But they ended up winning that competition, so massive congratulations to them. Fur are going to be playing a show next week at Moth Club, and a friend of mine reminded me that they're playing and said their Spotify followers are insane. I think they've got something like, compared to the other bands they're playing with, they've got like 74,000 followers on Spotify. And of course they've got those, they've got nearly a million streams of their song, If You Know That I'm Lonely, and I've got over a million plays of their video for that song. Success is being achieved. Progress is being made by others. I need to be making it too. When I saw Nova Cub at the, the Half Moon in Putney, I was, that was the third time I'd seen them. I swear most of the people in that room arrived and were there for them. It went from a few people in seats enjoying the performance to people standing all over the place because there were, all the seats were taken and I had to move forward to even see the stage. That is another rocket that's set to launch. And I'm extremely happy for such people, but I can't pretend I don't want to be one of those rockets. But you don't get to launch just by sitting there waiting for someone to do it for you. You have to actively seek it out yourself. So that's what I intend to do going forward. Most immediately, I should really, really, because it's long overdue, get back in touch with DJ Colin Francis and say thank you so much for the support you showed me. And I'm very sorry that I didn't get back to you sooner. And at least I can show him that I have done something. I haven't just completely disappeared. Which I was in danger of doing before I started this podcast. And of course, of course I'd love to get him as a guest. Because the conversation we had, he's a really interesting guy. He's got a massive heart. He's incredibly talented. He deserves all the success in the world. And I'm sure if I get the chance to talk to him, you'll, you'll see exactly what I mean. I'm really happy I've started doing this. I haven't finished the dishes at all. And this is almost half an hour now. I think we all knew I wasn't going to finish the dishes. I'm still getting caught up in this. But we'll get there. I think I'm very happy with how far I've got with this. Just the simple fact I'm still doing this after 60 episodes. Because this very easily could have been 10. In fact, it was 10 maybe and I stopped. Or 20 and I stopped. So I'm happy I've kept doing it. But 
I am not leaving one diminishing cycle or one plateau to arrive at another one. Just putting podcasts up, that's great, but it would just be another plateau. I'm suppo- this is supposed to be the seed of something, and I just need to remember that. So apologies for spending an inordinate amount of time explaining that. I feel like if I had a job at a restaurant, I would not last very long as a dishwasher because I just take forever. Maybe if I wasn't talking, I'd be quicker with it. Tomorrow, or tonight, I'm doing the open mic at a knee spa, and I haven't done it there before, and I can't completely remember all the different things I need to remember, but hopefully once I get there, I'll be okay. Tuesday night, we had the night with The Voice. We had 33 people signed up. I think 28 performed. It was incredible. I had a very good time. I was very tired by the end of it. Tomorrow, I am going to All Points East. I didn't achieve the dream of getting to talk to the people performing at that festival because I never made an effort. I didn't even email anyone saying, hey, I'd love to. And again, that's what I mean about I'm settling into another plateau. I mentioned how with Instagram, I'd had slight issues posting stuff in the past and that's why I can be a bit slow with doing it now. Same with Twitter. With emails, I realised at some point that Whilst it can be great to meet certain people and get their email address, exchanging emails is a very polite way to ghost someone. With a phone number, it's a bit more intimate. With emails, all you have to do is send an email and they don't reply. And if I ever see them again, they can just say, oh, I misspelled it or something. But I am very quick to trip at any roadblock or hurdle and then just write off the whole race. When, so you send an email to someone they didn't reply. That doesn't mean you stop doing that. That just means you move on to the next one. But I can be so weak on that front, and that's what I need to... That's the muscle I need to strengthen. This podcast is many things, and in today's episode, it's more of a confessional. The music I think I'll put at the end will just be uh, the most recent thing that I have recorded on voice notes. I mentioned how my phone keeps running out of space. I think... My voice note is currently like 600 megabytes, maybe 400. And that's largely due to some interviews that are still on there that I can delete. But a lot of it is me recording rough ideas that I have at one in the morning. So I'll just put one of those at the end. Because if it's a, like this whole idea, it's a seed that will grow into something greater. I think one of my friends is staying over tomorrow. I don't think he knows that I am going to the festival with him. Because I think I mentioned this podcast, how I'd like to go to interview, etc. But I am going. And hopefully I'll get to talk to him on a future episode because he's a very interesting guy. He is the first person and to date the only person who has ever said to me, can I be in loads of Japanese bands? Which means a lot. Okay, now I'm definitely rambling. I'll put some music at the end. Thank you for listening. Patreon forward slash... Loads of Japanese bands. Whoa. <laughs> okay. I wanted to be quick with it, but not that quick. Patreon.com forward slash saddest night out. I would very much appreciate your help in trying to build what this thing is. And I will put more of a focus on updating that again. But all I'm asking for is a pound a month. Because I know times are hard and people can't really afford much of anything. But a pound a month is hopefully enough that you won't feel it too much each month and you will be inclined to keep giving instead of one month being like, oh, the strings are too tight, I can't anymore. And then I will get to work on having something to show for that generosity, for that show of belief in me. 
Otherwise, you can find me at Saddest Night Out, all one word, on Twitter and Instagram. And as I've said in this episode, I will put more of a focus on doing something with those and building with those. And you can email me, saddestnightout at gmail.com, and I will be emailing you if you are someone I'd like to talk to, and it will be that address. If you have any suggestions or anything, anything, that's where you can reach me. Alright, I'll stick some music at the end of this. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry I went on for so long. But 60 days down, 60 days till I turn 29. 60 days is 24th of July. Same day as J-Lo, for those of you that are wondering. Come on, Roy. Let's, let's get back at it. And now the episode's over. Thank you. See you later. But it's not quite over because I have to reach my phone out of my pocket and press stop.